I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today is going to be an episode for the ages. I can already feel it. Lou and I have had some varying opinions off the air. Ty's coming in. He's all over the place. It's going to be a full episode today. Lots to talk about. Lots has happened. Lot, a lot of stuff has happened in the card world in the last 10 days or so. So plenty to talk about. But Lou, we got to start with the take I just made off the air because you were dumbfounded by it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so are, we're making that bet, right? That's what we're doing. Are you guys have a bet lined up? Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely willing to. Okay, so, the, so the bet is, no, it has nothing to do with you. Relax. So the bet is that Zach Wilson will not finish in the top three offensive rookie of the year voting. So you are saying that Zach Wilson will not finish in the top three, which is essentially what you're saying is that Trevor, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields will finish ahead of him, right? Or some wide receiver. Or Najee Harris. Or running back. Okay, great. Ah. So that's the bet. I I placed a wager at plus 750 Zach Wilson to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, and that's what spurred this conversation. So that's a mistake. What are we betting? what's, What's the wager? Um, put a, put a what if we, healthy card on it or a healthy body. Yeah, no, I'm t- thinking. What about what about Team Lou versus Team Ryan shirts? We could do. I that. like that. That's I always that's like to worst. do. I love to do that, or I like to do you know like the player's rookie card. Oh, okay, yeah, in in on that too. I think PSA 10 rookie card of the player is the move from Prism. Which, yeah, which could be trouble for you because if he's offensive rookie of the year, it's going to be an expensive <laughs> I like card. This. Especially because if BSA is not back at the time, you're gonna you're be gonna in be, trouble. I mean, it's a thousand dollar card. You're in trouble. Let's get it, brother. This is not good. All right, so we're doing the shirt or we're doing the card. Your call. We gotta think about that. that's a. All right, I mean, that could be a thousand dollar card. Let's talk about it. And we'll, I hate we'll the Jets. So if I lose a, a Zach Wilson, a thousand dollar Zach Wilson, and I have to wear a loose shirt, or just the fact that he wins rookie there means they're good. That would be tough. 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 Tough scene for you, Ryan. How does it feel to go into a season and the Patriots are like mid-table mediocre? Patriots are going to have more wins than the Jets. Okay. And the Jets are mid-table and mediocre. <laughs> you got you no, got mad bro. at me for you got you were like they're going to have they're going to have seven wins and you were laughing at me like, yeah, okay, yeah, great. There's no way. Okay, what great, happens so the when the Patriots have more have wins six. than the Jets? So what does that mean? I, just, I was simply asking you, what is it? Jets. What is it? How does it make you feel that your reign of like being good is over? Have you watched oh, Mac been... Jones at all? <laughs> What'd you say? Have you watched Mac at all? Mm-mm. Apparently, he looks fairly decent. Actually, I saw I him throw a biscuit, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a nice toss." Yeah. <laughs> Not like famous though. He wasn't slinging it like famous. I've watched more Jets you just want preseason. To over that one? It... What time? Famous Jameis slinging the biscuit last night. Yeah, but like in the same breath, right? 
I think last week you were like, hey, it's only preseason. Dwayne Haskins is not very good, right? When Dwayne Haskins looks amazing. Dwayne Haskins Now Jameis does the same thing in preseason, and it's all of a sudden like – Dwayne Haskins is literally really bad. Brother, he had three straight drives that led to touchdowns. He's bad. I'm, that's what all I'm asking, though, is what difference does Jameis make versus Haskins? If just it, like, like the story. Preseason. Like you could just feel the energy around Famous coming into New Orleans, taking uh, uh, over. So it's it's the, the energy it's you the, felt. Yeah, intangibles. Okay. That's how I do my that, thing. That's that's what we're using to measure. Yeah, that's how I do my thing. Haskins, never going to make it. <laughs> Noted. Okay. So Famous Jameis is Tyler's pick for MVP this year, right? It was Tannehill last year. It's Famous Jameis this year. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> pretty much i mean Tannehill was a you can't debate Tannehill being a great pick no that was a terrible pick no it wasn't well i mean it worked out right so it's hard to say it was a terrible pick derrick henry was more of an mvp than ryan Tannehill. i don't think that's true i think he got less i think ryan Tannehill got more votes than him right just did he but no. this is a weird conversation no. to be having in hindsight when it's right in front of our face <laughs> NFL MVP okay, votes. We're we gonna can't, look this. We don't have time. Are for we this. doing what's on your mind? Can we bring it back in here? This Ryan? is what's on our mind. Well, I didn't okay, get a chance to say what's, what's on, on my mind. mind. And I love how I, like naming every quarterback last week got me twenty six things on my mind. Ryan, you did name twenty six quarterbacks last week. Can we <laughs> tighten it up here and talk about the week that was? We'll get back to everybody on the Zach Wilson. Bet with Lou. Can you just but tighten the bet up and close the bet and we move forward? We close the bet. We haven't decided what we're doing yet. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, oh well, yeah. It's a, it's stop a, it's a wager. Him. It's a wager. It's a wager. All right, so Ty, that was what was on my mind, I guess. I'll take credit for that. Tyler, what's on your mind? That was what's on your mind about Zach Wilson? But like, what happens yeah, if that, one of them that, comes out and they have a torn Achilles tomorrow? Then you uh, didn't of course, decide injuries, what the wager's on. Injuries void bets. I just want to be very, very clear here. Uh, first in MVP voting was Rodgers, second was Mahomes, third was Allen, and fourth was Derrick Henry. Fifth was Tom Brady, Watson, Devontae Adams, Lamar Jackson. Okay, you're Offensive right. player Fake of the year news. was also Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill's not anywhere on this list. Fake okay, news. Great. Ryan Tannehill was a great to, MVP. I'll throw a hand up and say I was wrong if we can move on. That was Lou that dropped that stat. But uh, what's on my mind is the, the thing that was on my mind the most. Remember that uh, eBay graphic we just put out like a week or two ago about the numbers of growth of cards compared to the news in the last week, Panini Fanatics. So three three uh, licenses, baseball, football, basketball, leaving the two major companies, Tops Panini, going to new company. That's what we know. That is supposed to be run by Josh Luber which is a subsidiary of Fanatics, which has massive you know, operational overhead and logistics systems and big business. When I think about that and, and people being like, oh, the licenses, exclusivity, all that. And then I think about our show and I think about that eBay graphic and I think about NetPro and I think about Marvel and I think about Harry Potter and I think about F1 and I think about Premier League Soccer and I think about all the leagues and I think about a lot of the negativity that I've seen around these licenses going to this company about the old way it's done. And then I think about the eBay graphic and I think about the explosion in what is not those and people saying, someone said to me, I, I wish the, they were, the licenses weren't exclusive. And I responded, they've been exclusive forever. Meaning like 
whatever, 50 years or 60 years or something. It's like forever to you. And I'm like, cool. Uh, there's a lot more to this hobby than basketball, football, and baseball. And Tobbs and Panini are still businesses. And everyone's like, this change, freaking out about this change. Well, if this change didn't happen, guess what? Panini was going public via SPAC with A-Rod. And Tops was going public via SPAC with the C, the former head of Disney. So, like, it was happening anyway. This crew just pulled it off. So, what I'm trying to say is, like, yes, it's a lot of change. But at the same time, this change has been happening. These moments, the shoe drops and everyone freaks out. I feel very confident in the crew. First and foremost, Ruben, his ability to tap into culture and be an out unreal businessman the guy goes to white dress-up parties with jay-z bieber kid Leroy, all of them and you don't want him being the guy that just bought the new that owns those licenses for the health of the hobby and then you got luber who pretty much turned the sneaker world on its head for a good for the good of the consumer i would say with stock x and is a huge, massive collector and has real inventory. I don't think he wants to see this thing die. So that's my take. I'm pumped about it. But what I say is, me personally, across baseball, basketball, and football, is like 10% of my collection. So Panini still has the Premier League license. I'm still going to be copping Prism and Mosaic and Chronicle. Like, I think yeah, there's a general like, overreaction to what's happening. If this didn't I don't, happen, I don't think that's okay. I don't think let's that's remove fair this. All. Let's remove this from the situation. We would have had a vote this week on the SPAC with Eisner and Tops. Mudrick Capital would have changed their entire business. And Panini going with A Rod and his SPAC, who they are an owner of an MLB uh, of an NBA team now, would have and Lori, who was the head of e-commerce at Walmart, it's the same thing. It's the same exact stuff would have happened. So that's that's what I would like everyone to think a little bit about. Right. Same stuff. Would, same stuff would have happened, Tyler. In in what way? What would have happened? They're, they're, they were all looking to accomplish the same thing. Roll up the value of these licenses and extrapolate them because the way that these companies, Tops and Panini, have been doing business is like it was the 1990s, not 2020. I would also say I think no matter what, the PAs and the leagues would have gotten. And gotten a cut into the card stuff. It's too valuable. Either way. That's what the PAs, all the PAs businesses now are around getting these equity rights for their players. Yeah. Players don't want to just get a, a compensated a dollar amount for whatever it is. I wouldn't say it's an overreaction. I think it's people aren't understanding that either way, a lot of the same things were going to happen. That's a fair way to yeah, put it. Fair way to I, put it. I agree with that. Like that was my big thing. Is like overreaction. This is the biggest news I've yeah, like, ever in news. sports cards since I've been. But in. there this wasn't the, the same reaction. There been. was not the same reaction when the former head of Disney was taking one of them, and A Rod and Lori and them were taking the other one. There wasn't. That's true. That's correct. Yeah, maybe I just didn't understand the implications of what that would have been enough because it it was not finalized at the time. Um, maybe I didn't understand what would have come of that. Uh, but yeah, the, the, like, but Tyler, I know we're gonna talk about it later. I know we've talked about it last week on live. 
are you not somewhat again because i think you you know you're in the minority in terms of like hey baseball basketball football is 10 percent of my collection that's mm-hmm. definitely the minority in sports cards mm-hmm. baseball basketball and football are the major sports in the united states for sports cards mm-hmm. it's that's how it's gonna be for some time i believe are you not concerned that one company producing all of those cards is is not i mean that's that's a monopoly. Are you not concerned that that has negative implications on the sports card market? I don't have concerns because I don't know what would change. Like what what do you think is done differently? Like what why what is the fear? I'd like to hear that part. Yeah, I mean, very similar fears to what you've got now, right? Quality control, mass production, right? A lot of those those same things, right? Because you have nobody else to produce NFL license trading cards, nobody to produce, you know, NBA or MLB. But is it possible right, right have, now? Like a, a million percent, right? That's a and that's a fair argument, right? If if somebody could say, hey, they're printing a lot of it now. There's no competition, so quality control isn't as high as it should be. Uh, I don't disagree. Like, are we afraid that they're going to print? 25,000 of the next Zion because they just did it. Sure. So, but, but two wrongs don't make it right. Right. Just because but, Panini but, but does but it again, doesn't mean general can fear just of the pass. unknown is like pointless. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, how about we actually have optimism? Like, no one else, there is a monopoly right now on printing basketball cards. It's sure. happening. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. I'm asking you, like, that has to be somewhat of a concern, right? Because if, if Fanatics takes in and they, you know, they just do the exact same thing, it, it's not going to be any I think different. In this it's day just going to say Fanatics business, instead of Panini. I think in this day and age of business, I think Ruben and Luber are two cats that love the game and see this as a massive opportunity in a burgeoning industry. It's huge already, but I think they see the possibilities of it. And I think their leadership comparatively to the leadership that is at the companies that have been doing it for 30, 40 years is going to bring fresh shakeup. I think any scare, worry around monopolies, the licenses are currently exclusive. Look at what we just saw with Zion. Look at how many of those are graded by PSA 10. Is that what you're afraid of? Sure. No, fair and, point. And then, and then... I'm not, it's not lost on me. Like I'm speaking to you who has a, like a really good local card shop. And I think that there is general fear around what the, their, the ability that this new company has comparatively to Tops and Panini in terms of going direct consumer. What I would say is this, you put out a ton of content. You have a big brand. We went to national. We saw what happens. Many local bookstores around this country got decimated by Amazon. There's also many of them that are better than ever because they understand content and people still want community and go to their spot. And I believe that you and the ones that are able to understand that it's a destination and an experience and understand content to drive consumers to the location can still dominate. And I believe that these companies are going to want that. But gone are the days of just because you're the only shop in 10 miles, you're going to get business. And that's how this hobby has been run. You go to these shows and people just show up with nothing other than a baseball card from 1972 and act like the same people are still going to be interested in it. It's not happening. I love it. Interesting. I think we should spend like the majority of the show on this exact conversation. Cause I think it's important. I just want to say two things. One, I am naturally extremely skeptical of things like this, like extremely. Cause I, what, what Ryan's saying is true. Like if I understand that they were not, uh, 
that things were exclusive before and you know all that i get i actually fully agree with that tops was in monopoly on baseball cards for the longest time right i can easily see how people are worried about a company like fanatics controlling the entire situation because like you're saying like bookstores got killed by amazon like there's a at least a big, a, a significant part of me that's like part of the reason I like card is that it's like a small town thing and like you go to your hobby shop and you go buy cards and all that stuff and all that's like a part of it. So I would hope that Josh and Ruben understand all that stuff and Fanatics understands that stuff in general and tries to keep that rather than changing it to like you go to Models and that's where you get your prism now. Um, so there's a piece of it like that. The other side of it is I am choosing optimism and I am choosing that like Josh knows what he's talking knows what he's talking about knows what he's doing uh and we'll do it right that's my only two points yeah and again Tyler I, I you know I think it's probably fair because you've you know you've mentioned before that you know you guys have had relationships through the company with with Josh right I don't know anything about mm-hmm. him I've never met him mm-hmm. like I don't follow him right so I might not have that same optimism right like I'm with, with fair Lou, I realize I, I like am very like passionate on one side of it and it's going to elicit sure. others that are like go f yourself and it's nice for you to say you're like Gary's boy I get all that that's not lost on me I'm very much like going one direction with this yeah but keep I going. mean it's gonna be uh, but again right there's like there's a lot that's going to play out with this. This isn't happening tomorrow, right? And no different that when PSA shut down, like that was, remember, I mean, we remember this, like when PSA shut down, it was the biggest news we had had in a long time. We're like, hey, this company just sold for nearly a billion dollars and shut down. Like that's major, right? That tells you like their focus on the future, catching up, right? It was major news, but it didn't mean sports cards went away. And that's, you know, Sports cards aren't going away here. There's a lot of time to figure a lot of this out. There's going to be a lot more that happens in the next three, four, five, six years when some of these licenses expire. I think Panini's is 2026 on NBA. Um, there's going to be a lot that's going to happen over that time that is really, you know, this could be a completely different conversation three years from now once some more of this really unravels and gets closer to fruition. And I also wanted to make a quick point that like we were saying, Fanatics could just buy tops and then Bowman and Tops stays. I'm using Tops as the example, but like those stay the same. And the other thing is, there's going to be a talent migration. So, like, all the people who work at these companies are going to end up just working for Fanatics. They're not going to start fresh and have completely new people who have no idea how cards work. Everyone who works at Tops on baseball is just going to work for Fanatics. Everyone who works at Panini on basketball is just going to work for, work for Fanatics. It's the same thing. I also think individuals that look like Ryan, that look like Sasha, that look like the top people in all too. of them are going to be getting good job Checks. offers from these yes. these companies. 100%. Like, let's take a step back. I believe there's someone that right now is sitting there thinking of this whole thing as negative that is going to end up working at one of these companies and building a product that matters for the hobby and is yeah. going to sit there and say, oh my goodness, this is actually the coolest thing. I, I believe that is going to occur. One, because I'm talking to someone that hit me up that said I have a big offer from one of the companies that's doing their thing right now. I mean, if you think about Rally, Collectible, um, Dibs, all, all all down the line. Like, think about all these companies, all the money that's come into it. Like, eBay just freshened up with the, um, you know, their whole, like, portfolio management and stats. Like, this, this, this train is on a track going in a direction. 
And it's been death by a thousand cuts across talking to this podcast and these the little things happening. Net Pro, Net Pro literally like announced their new set. Like people want what's his name, Sispidus and Jerda. Like all these people, like tennis cards are going to be who. Out. So Todd, yeah. I was say, I have a question, right? Completely different from, you know, through, uh, shifting topics on this same subject, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm in it, right? So I'm going to try to ask you guys your opinion because I think you guys are a little bit more unbiased than I am on this. Okay. I realize, Todd, you're more pro-luber, pro-fanatics on this because of your experience there and your optimism. But... Do you think, again, we don't know, right, if it's going to be, if this is how it's going to play out, but do you worry direct to consumer has a, a negative impact on the card market? And the, the what, so Lou, one of the things that comes to my mind is think about the, the, I don't know. I, I just wonder if like, if all breakers go away and all like 95% of card shop, right? If, if, Tops, like you said, takes it to Models and they put trading cards in all their yep. their you know yep. fanatic yep. stores, right? Does th- does that have a negative impact with the money that stays in cards, right? Because I think of it like think of the amount of like repacks or premium yep. products that like breakers do and the money they keep in the cards. Can I ask you two questions? Sure. One, number one, why would breakers go away because of direct to consumer? Well, because if, if like just think of it like when Panini right now does like Dutch auction or online sales. Yep. If that was Fanatics' move, right? They put retail in their retail stores yep. and they put online direct to consumer, right? Do we think and that there's, there's enough demand? You know this. I'm going to put it to you. Sure. Buying channels for cards. If Fanatics. What's a buying channel? Meaning, okay, like the, uh, the channels that people are buying, they go to Ryan's shop, they go to eBay for singles or packs, they go to sure. Blowout. Or whatever the, the Steel City one is. They go to Fanatics currently for their exclusive drops. They go to Panini sure. Direct. All They go to shows. Do we feel that Fanatics as a business would simply say there's enough demand for only direct consumer to distribute our products to get maximum value out of the license? Yeah, so I'm not – again, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm asking is that a concern? Well, that's what I just market. like as a consumer. I don't understand why it's a concern. What, what I'm trying to say is as a consumer, I get the fears. But we, we also need to as a business operator put our – like they need – they want to make money off of getting this license. They could sure, fail. Sure. It's happened. A lot of big companies have acquired very big licenses for hundred multi-hundred million dollars, billions of dollars and drove them to the ground and made them trash and then flipped them on the back end. Could happen. Very Happens possible. Happens fairly often. Very possible. Like people get rights to CBS just gave up the Champions League or they acquired them for free, I think, from like Fox or something. Like, we don't even know what to do with this. Here, take it. Year early. Uh, what I'm trying to say is like as a business, I don't think they're going to just up and say, the only place you can buy is from fanatics.com. They won't sell as many cards. Or they will and it won't matter. But my, again, my question is why is I don't, I can't figure out how. Direct to consumers are concerned for breakers because because the margins aren't there. Like the people that are breaking have the ability outside so, of oh, others. Oh, you're to saying get, because they don't have they don't have wholesale pricing. Yeah, I understand. I right, understand. if you only make it direct to consumer, it seems like the only person that wins is somebody it's, with a bot. I believe, based on 
Well, so like Amazon just announced they're doing stores. I, it's it's just one man's point of view. I believe that they're going to look at the entire landscape and say, how can we increase value to all that are in it? Meaning they're going to I want what you're to work though. directly with you. And I know that you yeah, have currently my- worked directly with companies. And I don't know what that relationship is. To my understanding, those are great. And and Tassabini both have great representatives. And there's certain accounts that work well. But I also know there's dudes in Florida living at their mom's crib that are getting backdoored like 25 hobby boxes because they had an account in 03. And they're just flipping it onto the market. And I think that the people have complained about the same stuff. And I do think that that there's going to be stuff cleaned up and people are going to take an L from it. And there's going to be other instances like yourself that's built a big moat around his entire thing. By since we started the show, like look at your Instagram, look at your YouTube. Look, that's where the world's going. And I believe that there's going to be ones that win from this and others that lose from it because they haven't seen the ability to innovate and are still just filling out their order sheet with whoever from the distributor, and they don't even have a card business. They just flip it onto the market. Yeah, I I think you're. Like that's both like the guy who gets it backdoored is the same. It's just the other end of the, of the new thing where someone doesn't get a wholesale account, right? So yeah, like or net, people net, have wholesale accounts that literally have nothing to do with cards. They've just had yeah, it but that's just the yeah. What I'm saying is that's the other end of what we're talking about. So like, ideally, it all comes out in the wash and it becomes more accessible for everyone. And so, Raya, I would then say like, yeah, like it might be a little bit tougher if they if. Let's say they don't have wholesale accounts. I can't imagine they don't have whole, like Fanatics has wholesale deals, right? Like that's a thing. So I would imagine, I would think that they do, right? But anyway, so even if they even if they don't like net net, like I would then I would say like yeah, the bots are going to get an advantage. There's also going to be people who would not be able to get a box before now or have more opportunities because they can just sign on and get it rather than trying to go into Target. Rye, where's your head yeah. at? I'd like to hear more from you. I've realized I'm like being all passionate and talking one side of things. I want to give your voice much more of a space in this combo right now of how you're thinking about things. Have you made, have you started to make adjustments? I don't want to put you on the spot. Are you comfortable? I'd imagine maybe yeah, you've had conversations with certain like people at the companies that you've worked with for quite some time. I also realize that's a, a, like there's emotions to it all. And I think about, you know, like our boy Tracy, like all these different people. I also believe that if they are thinking optimistic and offensive, there's still massive amounts of room for them to do good stuff in this hobby. But I'd love to just hear from where you're at. Yeah, no, I have had no conversations with anyone in the hobby about it other than the, you know, People we, you know, the, the, you know, our team and you guys, right? We haven't had any, any conversations. I haven't reached out anywhere. I think the big thing is, is there's a long time until this happens, right? It's, that's what I keep going back to. It doesn't happen tomorrow. Um, so, you know, the focus is still on the same thing, right? You know, produce valuable content and still, you know, expand the brand, do the things I'm already doing. I think that's important, right? Uh, I've, We've, we've worked on that for quite some time. I think that is still always going to be the goal, right? Is to, um, you know, build one of the more recognizable sports card brands. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I've been trying to do for a long time. Um, so I haven't really, yeah, I mean, right. I, I would be lying to you if I said, Hey, this is like super, super exciting, right? Like mm-hmm. we have a good thing going, I I've worked hard to build the allocations we've got, the relationships we've got, Right. Why on earth would I want to sit here and be like, can't wait to sign up for this. I'm ready to sign up for tomorrow. Take it all away and let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. No, that would be silly. I would be lying. Um, Again, 
if you if you've been in the hobby for a while, you know what the allocation is. That's that's a valuable asset, right? It allows us to do a lot of things we want to do, right? Breaks, uh, you know, employ a lot of people. Like there's a lot of good things that come from the allocation. Again, if you're in the hobby, you know what it what it is and what it means. So yeah, I'm not naive to the fact that like it's it's not what I'm like running mm-hmm. to sign up. Let me for. ask you a but question I, real quick on on that. I just love your take on it. Based on the amount of work you've done, at least since I've known you in the last two years, the growth that you've had, where you've gotten your brand, your business to in the hobby, and I, I know you're a very humble individual, and based on how allocations are currently distributed, I would make a case that you actually have leverage to get more of an allocation than you currently have, comparatively to others that have some. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not looking like it, it sounds crazy. I'm just, I, I don't want it to be like, Hey, Ryan built this massive social following. Here's an extra 15 cases. I just like, I don't want to be handed anything, right? But, I but built you're, it. You're like, not handed it. Like if you put your yeah. mind in, if you put your head in the mind of the business, it's best for them to be giving that to you because you are a marketing channel, a massive marketing channel for these companies. Yeah, Benini, it's, just, it's tops, a different way of any thinking. Any product, when you have that break on Friday, you have demand. Yeah, it's uh, a different way of thinking. It is. It's, it's a different way of thinking. And then I would also say, like, and this is no disrespect to Ryan because he's done the right thing. And I'm going to say something on the back end that compliments Ryan. It's not just about Ryan who has 70,000 followers on Instagram, it's about the guy who has zero followers on Instagram. What's going to happen to that guy is interesting. And then what I'm going to say on the back end of that is like what Ryan is, has done was the right thing. You just build a good business. You're, you have, you're a good person. People love you. People want to hang out with you. All that stuff. People should continue to do that. And like the meme that card shows is like there's cameras everywhere and blah, blah, blah. And like it doesn't necessarily need to be that you're vlogging and that's how you build up your social following. Like just be a good shop. Like run good breaks. Da, da, da. That's yeah, going to help you. But that's what concerns me, right? Is like Tyler's point is like, hey, they know who Ryan is. They know who Sasha is. They know who these people are. Yep. There are good people out there that run good shops yep. that aren't, you know, that have been around for 40 but this years. this is America. Right? There's places time. that had amazing hamburger shops in town. And then McDonald's came in. And there's places that have amazing ice cream places. Yeah. And then Cold Stone uh, That's why in. I opened a small and business. Learning Express small was business. my toy store that I bought Legos at my whole life. Yeah. Guess what? They went I, out I of just, business. I look at it very. Di- I look at it very differently, right? That's why I open small business. I enjoy small business. I want the like Lou said, right? Small town. I but want you're the, like a top one percent innovative small business in this country. But he's saying it's not about that part. But you're it's not doing about it naturally. That. It is about that. You're doing it because you understand it's healthy for your business. You're not resting on the laurels of just opening a business. If you didn't believe that putting out the amount of content you did was de- like productive for your business you wouldn't do it that's true but i also enjoy it right uh, but uh, uh, yeah, then you win win that's why you're good at it yeah it's just like again and i know it's a competition thing but it's like there are good people out there that have awesome card stores that you wouldn't know about on instagram or you know social because they just don't do it and those dying good. isn't good yeah I, it's I just like disagree. i'm not like hey let's kill the those market, guys off the just market, because they the market, didn't build a social market. Media. i'm also not like they should just be existing because they have a shop 
That's that's incredibly like yeah. Not America. But I look at it, you know those people are also like again I just go back to like the giving back to the the, the community. There's just a lot more to it than like hey they've been in for forty years they're getting an allocation like they're not like yeah. But I mean, we're there just are people there's out a there lot that of assumptions. Like that. There's equal amount of assumptions that they will get allocation Agreed. to that they won't. Yep. Uh, fair. Yep. But I think we both agree that it's leaning in one direction. I have no idea. I have no idea. Me either. Me either. But I do think Ryan and or others, Burbank, that have built a brand, that have media around them, are in a better position long term to go forward than others that don't. And That's I think that if you look across all industries, those that own the, like have a relationship with their consumer and have a community, those are the companies that are winning across every industry. Again, that's this is what I love about the show, right? Is Tyler is like Tyler, Lou, and I all have very, very differing opinions, and like we just don't always agree on it. I think that's what makes it interesting, right? I don't know Josh. I've never worked with anyone on their team. Tyler's had and Lou's like, hey, I've worked with them, but I like Ryan. I like the small town shop. I like the the, the small feel, and I'm like, yeah, it's. it's I do too. Like I really do too. I, I don't want to come across Tyler. like I don't. Like I'm a big Tyler local hates shop business. guy. Like get me <laughs> yeah. to like a pop up Tyler's you know, wine plant. shop. <laughs> His his family's wine shop. He hates it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's big sucked. business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's get into uh play of the week. Flash in the got play of the week lined up here. Flash play of the, the week is brought. A little flash in the panty, but before we get started, Play of the Week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. I have been asking for a flash in the panty segment where we all give our flash in the panty of the week, but it's just clearly not happening. I just want to put I'm it out there. I'm ready for flash in the pan. Quick take, Ty. Who's your flash in the pan? Who's my flash in the panty this week? Yes. Um, let's think. Cross sports. My flash in the panty. My flash in the panty. Right now, wow! My flash in the panty in sports, like I see. Oh, Tony's a good one. I'd be like, no, he's rookie. Can't. Well, he can't be because he's the one. I just keep thinking of like I want to call flash in the All panty. Right, think, think about it. Think uh, about it. I hope to eat my words on this. Oh, Jack Grealish. He's my flash in the panty. Jack Grealish what, what for did Manchester he do to City. Be flash in the panty. He just signed the biggest contract uh, transfer fee ever he transferred from aston villa to manchester yep. city mm, big big news story huh right everyone knows about that well if you pay attention I, to the I, I didn't know the, the, the world, dollar yeah. amount but i knew where he was and where he plays now See, because he is in the business he's just in the a, hobby that's, that's just a little bit there. i'm not and the only reason i knew that is because i got a color blast at the national of him you did i remember that's that. the only reason i knew that jack Grealish flash in the panty interesting all right so jay uh, again, if you guys are new here, this is where Jason, the producer, fields plays from you, the listener. Um, he'll s- take them all via DM on Instagram or Twitter. It's at Card Talk Pod. Then he shows Tyler, Lou, and I live on on the show. This is the first time Lou, Tyler, and I have seen them. We'll go through them, dissect them, and then we'll pick a winner at the very end. So, Jay, let's bring up the first one. All right, so this is from Cardboard underscore Chasers on IG. Says blow is a uh, blow is my play of the week submission. I bought a 2017 select field level Brady in the beginning of the year at a local show for $15 and sort of forgot about it. I recently did my first group sub for SGC and submitted it. I got a 10 on it 
all in with grading. I was in for $40. I sold it for $123 shipped. After fees and shipping, I knitted $103.52, which is $63.52 profit. Not huge numbers, but I sold it for two and a half times what I had in it. Wasn't a big believer in SGC, but the but these are the cards that they make that they make sense for. I will continue to use them due to quick turnaround times and prices, which way, make way too much sense. My first thought as soon as I saw this pop on the screen was like, I didn't respect Brady collectors and like how crazy his market is. He's one of the few guys who has any card that he comes out with, people will buy it. There's like any card. There's like five guys like that. Brady, Curry, LeBron, LeBron, Jordan. Four. That's, those are the four. Like you could make, I mean, Kobe doesn't have cards anymore. Mm. Kobe's probably up there. He's Kobe's up there. But yeah, those are the guys that like that's crazy. Anything, anything base card sell anything, yeah. especially if it's a ten. Ty, I respect the play. Wasn't a big believer in SGC. Like we're seeing, we're seeing SGC plays a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hand up, hand up on that one. They are doing an amazing job. That was that. That has been my whole argument from the start. Right, I've been. I was an advocate for SGC early, right? I didn't say SGC is PSA. They're not. You're, I, I still believe that P, the Prism Gold Justin Herbert makes sense at PSA, right? But I always said not everybody wants to drive a Ferrari. There are plays that make sense. People still want graded cards, and you can't afford to spend two hundred plus dollars on PSA on every single card. Yeah. Right. So there's gonna be a lower tier market that evolves, and SGC has been around the longest. I. Again, I'm like I said, not everything makes sense. I think you need to do your research, but uh, on average, I'm I'm just I, I think it makes sense for a lot of things. I think my take was more geared towards I didn't anticipate PSA being shut down for as long as they have been from a value uh, from like a yeah a like cheaper, twenty five thirty dollar a option. cheaper sub option. So yeah, yeah, like the play. I Jay. the <laughs> I'm sitting here. Thinking about SGC and HGA and all the jokes we've made about grading and uh, VHS grading, VHS grading and graded video games. And I just think that the, the fanatics, which it's going to be a totally different name of a company, like stuff's been changing a lot. Cost $250 to grade a card at PSA. If I told you that 18 months ago. 24 months ago. It would have been like, what? We'd have said in every card we had. Correct. So we here we are. Everything. Let's 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 have some faith that the hobby is big enough, strong enough to sustain through changes. Huh. All right, this is from Lubaka underscore cards. Ooh, Lubaka. He says, My player uh my play for play of the week. Saw this card a couple days before the auction ended and noticed it ended in the middle of the day on July 4th. Mm-hmm. Interesting nice. time. I love I love the foresight on this already. Uh, he says, thought it might be a sneaky play as no one was going to be scanning eBay on a holiday. Disagree, so, so I shot the seller an offer. <laughs> Can we pause for one second? We do this ourselves. <laughs> I'm like, like, no one's checking eBay right now. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone is like, no one's checking right now as everyone's like, on. Like, at, like every single human's at a barbecue on the 4th of fucking July. Like, no, there's people on eBay at every time right. of the day. Yeah, this- right, so he says, he's, he shot the seller an offer of $1,300 30 minutes before it ended, even though the starting bid was 1500 He accepted. 
After finally getting the card back a couple weeks later from ship my cards to a... Not sure I love that. Uh, I put it up on eBay and sold a week later for $23.50. Sold $750 profit after eBay fees in only one month's time. It's a pop one, so no comps to go off of. Yep. Okay. Uh, I love orange as a random aside. It's not quite purple, but it's just under purple. Great color. In the prism color scheme. I agree wholeheartedly. Orange is great color. Orange is hot. And this has to, it is Burroughs team color. Correct. So it's double hot. Right. What do you think about Prison Black? I feel like it's kind of weird. Uh, it, it, you know, my personal opinion, it's it's a cool set. It's thrown in Chronicles. I think a lot of products are thrown in Chronicles as a test run. When they sell well and people like them, it just ends up being a full product. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Scott. I just can't figure out why it's even in Chronicles. Like, why, why is Prison Black? Like, why? Testing new markets. I mean, it's different than regular Prism. I I, I think they're good looking cards. I like the black. They actually background. are good looking cards. I just don't get why it exists. It should just be a insert parallel in Prism. I feel like, but anyway, I think Chronicles is like the coolest thing. It's a very cool product. I couldn't agree more. Talk I about wish it was just cheaper. like fun. Just talk. About, I think it's the the most fun rip. It's up there. All of, all yeah. things aside, right? Like you get a box of NT and like, yeah, cool. Like you know, it there's a lot of flawless. things, right? Like, give me a 2012 Prism, but yeah, like I'll have some fun with it. Don't get I think me we wrong. should do tier ranking. But Chronicles yeah. just like is a really good product, really good set. Because they do stuff like this, and then maybe it takes off, and maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Back to the play. Uh, I think he did good. I think he did good too. I think the pickup at thirteen hundred, no matter what, is great. Rye had it, it irked him a little bit. Rye's a, a man of the people, you know. Rye's a man of the country. Rye likes to support America and doesn't like to, you know, skirt taxes. S- sales taxes. I, tax it. I respect tax. it. It's a small business owner. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but I gotta say, I respect the play. Ed, there's an extra point. For my man Lou Baca, his name's Lucas Baca, and his nickname his whole life was definitely Lou Baca instead of Chewbacca. And I respect the OG hobby AVI picture of just LeBron fade away. Did you just say AVI? Yeah, that's what they were called before they were called PFPs, which came out of nowhere. It doesn't even make sense. It's called I've an never av- heard of either of those. It's an AVI. AVI, AVI, same thing, different day. AVI? <laughs> yeah. Avi, Avatar, AV, AVI. I call it PFP a is heard. PFP is silly, but AVI PFP might is be silly, even sillier. You can't take two letters from one word. I agree. AVI is also <laughs> no, up there. It, all, right. <laughs> all right, Jay, move on. Next one. Now we're talking. All right, this is from Rick. Now we're talking. Uh, Rick's rips. Here's my play of the week. The last Dallas show. Uh, I was working my way through some soccer bulk boxes. Tyler's recommendation, typically. Shout out to Ty on that. Uh, it says I came across the I don't Ty, I don't know who that is and I cannot read it. Mikkel Damsgaard. Damsgaard. Yep. Danish. Uh, Optic stud. Blue Prism out of forty nine out of Chronicle Soccer with a twenty five dollar price tag. Offered this over twenty dollars cash and went home immediately listed on eBay starting at nineteen ninety nine for a week. I would assume at auction. When grinding the soccer deals, I have three rules: watch the games, pay attention to the soccer market. 
Find things nobody else has listed on eBay. All three of these things played into my favor here. Damsgaard has a really strong Euro 2020, scoring a stunning free kick. He was immediately the subject of a transfer rumors to big clubs, and nobody has listed cards for weeks. I sold the card for $172.50, and the buyer paid immediately and left positive feedback after receiving it. It's a good job. So, is the Danish delight my guy? Is that his nickname? He is now. Oh, I thought that was like his regular nickname. I got really excited. It should be his nickname, but because he is a, the Danish delight. Yeah. Uh, currently plays in Italy. Rick is dialed in. Rick's a Dallas, Dallas local, Dallas native. Shout out to the Dallas show, man. Yeah. I know we've been there. I don't think you guys are going this weekend. I'm planning to go. I know, I'm kind of sad. I, that, that's, that's you know, that, that's my, I love that show. Well, you I'm just actually excited to go. survive the weekend that was it. The East Coast National, I mean, grinded that one out. Yeah, that show is not not popping, just so we're clear. Uh, so Dallas show's always popping. I, I I feel like we gotta give some love to I love that show. Yeah. Dallas, A agreed, plus Dallas agreed. And Rick's Rick's my homie from there. Uh and Domsgard may land at Liverpool. I like the play, but I didn't see I sold the card for one seventy two. He picked it up. I offered this other twenty cash. Immediately listed it starting in nineteen ninety nine. 20 to 1. Yeah, I like it. I like the play. It's a raw, yeah, it's a like raw flip. Mean, finding stuff at the show, going through boxes, Another knowing Chronicles what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chronicles, yeah. Chronicles, bang. Yeah, I love the play. Well, Rye, what's your thoughts on, on grading this at SGC? Do you think it's too quick of a flip? So, I think it, it has potential to be a play here. It's because he says... If you notice that he says there's no one's listing anything on eBay, right? So if no one's listing anything on eBay, he clearly has less cards. So if you have less cards, you probably have less, even less cards. Obviously, a fraction of them are graded. So if it's a potential to get a, you know, an SGC 10, if it looks really clean, yeah, I think this is definitely a play. Because I think if, again, if this guy doesn't have hardly any cards, if this is only his rookie card, Mm -hmm. this has potential to make some, some substantial money in a short period of time. But also, I don't know how relevant he's going to be the farther along this goes, right? SGC's taken about two and a half, three weeks Mm -hmm. to get stuff back. Um, does this card lose its luster the farther we get away from Euro 2020? That I don't know. Well, the crazy, the crazy part is there's another one, uh, this exact card, another out of 49 listed. There's 12 hours up that has zero bids. One more time, Lynn. This exact card, different number, obviously. This isn't this one I'm looking at is an out of is an eight out of forty nine instead of twenty one out of forty nine. Twelve hours left. There's zero bids on it. At what price? Nine ninety nine. Sounds like a sneaky little play potentially, or the demand isn't theirs. The demand is probably not there. But as of five hours ago, he may be going to Liverpool. Interesting. All right, next one, Jay. All right. Uh, well, this one's all over the place. Uh, Steven Stefan Pitts. Um, apologize if I miss which one it is. I'm gonna go with Stefan Pitts. Okay, I like it. You just, yeah, I mean Curry has Curry's earned that. <laughs> Sorry for the long message, but this play has multiple pieces. I traded this Ronaldo Acuna Topps Chrome Purple Auto 9510 at a show for a 2013 Sandy Koufax Game Use Dual Auto Booklet at a 49 and a Steph Curry 2013 Select Auto 959 and received $300 cash as well. Had about $1,200 into the Acuna. He unfortunately tore his ACL the same day I made the trade. Unforeseen and not wanted, but happens. 
Cash brought me down to $900 invested in the deal, listed the Kofax on eBay for 2K or best offer, and got an offer for $1,000. But before I could respond, the buyer just bought it for $2,000. I love that. I love that. Then the I saw the offer six... and realized it's not going to happen. Just smash bin before they even get to respond. <laughs> then sold the curry for sixteen hundred on IG. Used half the proceeds to purchase the attached Otani Gold Auto on eBay and Purple Refractor at the National. <laughs> Expressed both cards to PSA and tend both. So I profited thirteen hundred dollars in the first deal and sitting on two Otani PSA tens to either flip or hold. End result to be determined, but estimate the two remaining cards to bring an additional three thousand to thirty five hundred total. That's a lot going on there. So basically, yeah. he took the he took the Acuna and the and the Curry and turned it into the two. No, Otani's. basically took the Acuna and and turned it into the Kofax. The Kof the basically being up. He said he sold the he sold the Curry, so he was up thirteen hundred dollars on the entire deal. And has the two Otanis. So he turned the Akuna into thirteen hundred dollars into like five grand. Yeah, I mean, so basically he took sixteen hundred or twelve hundred on the Akuna, turned it into twenty five hundred, so he's up thirteen hundred and has two Otanis. I would have liked to see this play move out a little bit more. I would have liked to see it from start to finish all the way on this, right? Because you can keep going, right? That's the big thing on this. Mm-hmm. You could we, you know, we could keep there's yeah, there's a lot to dissect here. Obviously, I think this is one of our first trading ones, so I think it's cool to see, you know, the thought process, and I think this shows the potential of if you got if you buy somebody early like Akuna, he gets hot, you trade it, you can make, you know, tr- making trades can can definitely do well, but there's a there's a lot in this. Hmm. Yeah, he did good, but it's a little confusing. Next, all right, next one. All right, this is from Harris Decker. You guys featured a Jacob DeGron play of mine a while back, and I've got an even better one. Fully visible on eBay. Bought this card in August of 2020, held it for about a year, submitting to SGC in the meantime. Sold it this week for $2,200 on eBay. Holy cow. All verified SGC sub is about $30, so it turned $130 into $2,200. Holy cow. What's going on? Like, why is it like, all verified? Like, why are, like, is Jay like really locking it down? It's got to be very serious submission rules. I, I respect it. He's not trying to get like buried too. again. So like order it. date, item price, total. Sold. <laughs> Jay said no more messing around. I tightened and it up. And he graded it, it SGC, 10 to 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good job. All verified. All, ver- all every, verified. Everything is right. verified. Yeah, I mean. Oh. Heck of a, I mean, oh, I it's a really good job. It's a long I mean, look. Long, long time to hold. That's, uh, it's that's a impressive. It's a year. That's a year. All right, next one. Is that it, Jay? That might be it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. All right. All right, run right. back through them again. This is a good day. I like what happened here. A lot of SGC love. I mean, Nat can't be happy, but. All right, Brady. We started with Brady. We said Brady has collectors. This is a beautiful Bur- card. It's a nice four. Brady Burrow. The Danish Delight. Danish Delight. <laughs> This was a grind. I respect it's a big it. Trade. That was a big grind. I think my pick is this one. Do we have? Is it one winner this week? Mosaic box. Shout out Cherry. I think we got one winner this week. Cherry collectibles one box. Rye. Ty, you go first. Wow, I love Rye being the tiebreaker. Interesting. The Degrom is so sweet. The Degrom really is sweet, and these Tops Heritage. That that auto set is that the same set? I could be wrong. It just looks a little bit like the the some of the basketball. I feel like there's this sweet 
2015 Topps Heritage Basketball Auto Set. This is very nice. This is very nice. This is a nice pickup. People didn't like DeGrom that much. I'm going with Brady. Wow. Yeah, I like the Brady play. He's like the... <laughs> yep, I like it. Respect. Biases will be biased. Brady's one of those guys. Brady's one of those guys, again, like we talked about earlier. There are just certain guys in the hobby that no matter what it is, sell. Field level's a popular a parallel. I like the cheap play with SGC. Yeah, I just... This is this is real, right? You could go to the show and buy this card for $15, go home, send it in SGC, wait three weeks, and get $100. Ask Jason, right? The producer. This is what Jason's been doing, going to shows, grinding out these these deals like this, sending them to SGC, getting them back in two weeks, and flipping them. And I think it's real. Um, so I, this, this to me, is, is, is the play. I... That's interesting. I was going to say that the play was going to be my man that's sitting on the two cards and cash. So that's where my head's at. But now I got to decide between these two. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say, what do you say? Make a play. Brady and DeGrom. I have to choose between those? I mean, or you could pick a different one and we could do a poll, I guess. <sighs> yeah, you could do with Jay, Ty, if you pick the other one, Ty, we can do pick, a poll on IG. Pick your play of the week. Uh, my play of the week is my man who grinded it out. Go back one slide to the left. Okay. Yeah, like a lot of action. Stefan Pitts. <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> Stefan, Steven. I hope it's Stefan. It's probably Steven. I hope. I'm pretty sure it's Steven. Yeah, it's just straight <laughs> Steve. Uh, but yeah, is a tie goes to the runner, aka Jay has to do his job and he's complaining about having to do his job. And let's find a poll out on Twitter. 24 hour poll for the three of them. No, but you got to do extra work. It's a poll on Twitter, Jay. You can put it on IG in the story. You, you can, can only do, a, do two with that, though. You could do, no, you can do a three. You can do which one? You can do a multiple oh, choice. This is the thing. deal. Or 24 the hours. If you've listened this far. IG and Twitter, Jay. Tomorrow, it should go out tomorrow night. Why don't you go out? It can go anywhere. This episode drops tomorrow morning. Any comments across Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube in the comment section, because that's where we like to hang out and have fun, can constitute as a vote. And... If you we can announce it Thursday, yeah, we'll probably start giving away some stuff to people that vote. So we got a three-way tie. You know what happens in three-way ties? Right. We will. We will hopefully announce a winner here later this week. But that is all we've got for play of the week. Again, play of the week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. All right, so wrapping it up, this week's releases. We got a couple big ones this week. Y'all ready for this? Ready. Optic basketball comes out Friday. Optic basketball. Optic basketball. I think I'm buying Josh Giddy rookies like crazy. Didn't it? Josh Giddy. Definitely has nothing to do with the fact that he was on one Thursday weekend. Yeah, I interviewed him yesterday. He was great. Yeah. Former Fortnite player. Former? Yeah, he gave up the game. Now he just plays in the park and then NBA 2K all the time. All right, so we have Optic basketball. We have Star Wars Chrome Galaxy, Pro Debut Baseball, Prism Quick Pitch Baseball, and Panini Certified Football. Certified Football? Can we, personal. What is quick, personal favorite quick of mine? Pitch Baseball? Feels like something this new Fanatics company would put out in overprint. <laughs> What's wrong with Prism Quick Pitch Baseball? <laughs> 
Dude, feels, that was like true. Some, feels like something this new company would come out with an overbrain. It's so true. <sighs> what was right. the last one that you were pumped about? Uh, certified football. That's a big one. That'll right? be good. That's a fun. That's a fun one. Lots of numbered rookies inserts. So certified football. Big play. Rookies inserts numbered patch autos. That's what the certified thing is, right? Patch autos. Yeah, you get typically one patch auto per box. So it should be a fun product. Mm, okay, that's fair. Optic basketball, though, I think will probably be the big one this week, right? That's a top five, like, staple. You know, you've got the Prism, Select, Optic. Those are those are the big, uh, mm-hmm. you know, core basketball releases. So it'll be good to have one of those. I think I want to rip one. So. They're expensive, bro. Optic is so expensive. I saw a box of Optic football from last year that I think was like twelve hundred bucks. I think they're about a thousand bucks right now, if I'm not mistaken. When I was in at Hofstra, they were twelve hundred bucks because me and my dad were gonna buy a box to rip, and I was like, I'm not spending six hundred dollars for half a box. <laughs> All right, next week I'll update you guys, hopefully from Dallas, mm-hmm. and NFL predictions next next weekend. College football starts. Is that this weekend? Go. Ohio State plays. No, Ohio State plays. I think it's next weekend. Ohio State plays Minnesota Thursday next week. I think there's really? games this weekend. This weekend's a good gambling weekend of college football. All right. The it. next weekend, like Labor Day weekend, has like Georgia Clemson. There's some big games yeah. next week. Stuff is crazy. There's supposed to be this announcement today where the ACC, Pac 12, and Big 10 are like become one, one conference or something. Yeah, super bunch of super conferences. Penn State opens up with Wisco on the fourth Labor Day weekend. That's and then, and then. Our third week, we're Auburn at home, white out. Oh, also, before we go, we're going to close out the show real quick, but I'm going to get it in before we close out. I'm a Georgia fan now. I am officially changing to Georgia. The end. Changing. JT Daniels? My sister goes to Georgia now. I'm a, we're a Georgia fair, family, and fair, that's it. Fair. 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 Okay. Fair. How do you feel, right, about, we'll, how about, we'll, how do you feel about the Buckeyes this season, Rye? Go dogs. I knew that was coming. How do you feel about the uh, – how do you feel, Rye? Best wide receiver court. The best wide receiver core in the country. Is Olave back? No, right? Yeah. He is. Olave that and dude. Garrett Wilson. Olave has been best two receivers, best two t- best tandem in the country. Then you Who got was the, second one? the number one receiver. Who was the second receiver? Garrett Wilson. Good. Who's nice? Last two years had the number one receiver in the class, and Garrett Wilson three years ago was the number two receiver in the class. Dope. Brian Hartline's producing some dogs. Got the number one defensive end in the country and the number two defensive end in the country. I got the number one running back in the country this year. I'm, we're fired First up. off, our all, running back like, stable is better than yours. And, but Brian Hartline was a dog when he played. He was a monster. He's a dog and he's, he's, he's back coaching dogs. But our running back like stable Georgia is better Bulldogs? than yours. I'm not sure yeah, the same kind exactly. of dog. Go dogs. We'll end it on that. See you guys. Peace. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.